This podcast is recorded on the ancestral lands of the Tongva people. Welcome to the Create Well podcast, where we explore the intersections of creativity, wellness, and entrepreneurship. I'm Erica Elon, artist, wannabe athlete always, and uh, minimalist. You can find my work on <laughs> IG at, at Erica Elon. And I'm Ray Sadakosa, dog mom, singer, songwriter, composer, budget enthusiast. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can find my work on IG at, at Ray Sadagosa. Today, we are talking about money part two. We've been looking forward to this. (laughs) We're here. They said if I want to make it, gotta starve and stress and sell. But if I'm going to be an artist, well, I want to create well. Yeah, you got to create well. Ray, how was your week? My week <laughs> was good, I think. I'm like, <laughs> I, I can't remember. I was like PMSing so bad this week. I like blacked out. I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> that's if like anyone really has intense. been there, if anyone's been there, if you've ever had a PMS blackout, um, I feel your pain. <laughs> Oh my gosh. What does that look like for you? I just get like really emotional sometimes. It's like my only real symptom, but I don't know. I'm an emotional person. So that's what everyone in my life has signed up for. So, you know, I have a lot of feelings (laughs) and I'm proud of it. And sometimes I need to keep them in check, but otherwise my week um, was good. I mean, with money wise, I'm starting to work with a business manager. Um, That's really exciting. It's a kind of a big step for me uh, in my career. Uh, so that's exciting. It. Definitely on brand for the week's theme. I know. And I feel like we both had really like money um, cognizant weeks, which is funny because this week we're doing an episode on money. Yeah. Yeah. So this whole business management thing is insane because for me, it's like someone who's going to be taking over my like financial organization. Um, so dope. And, you know, I, I pay them to do that. But it's wild to me because I'm a control freak about my mm. financial organization and whatnot. Um, it's interesting, you know, obviously, like, I'm an incredibly creative person, but I have two parents who come from both finance backgrounds. And so that's why, you know, the whole money thing is something that I do enjoy talking about. It fascinates right. me. And so my manager, she was basically like, are you going to be OK, like letting someone help you? And I was like. Uh, I don't know. It was just funny to me because I'm just kind of a little bit of a, <laughs> a control freak and very emotional. So I'm just I'm just a wild card and it's been a week. But um, yeah. So anyway, that's exciting and um, on uh, on target for the for the theme. <laughs> it really is. Well, I'm glad. Are you feeling better today? I'm feeling great. Today. Less. OK. <laughs> glad and you're also redoing your apartment tell me about that how's it going I'm redoing my apartment it is going great I uh was thinking about moving and then decided that instead of spending all the money and all the time moving Mm. when I really didn't need more space I'm fine in this studio I decided I'm just gonna like do a whole studio renovation, which really is just getting you know new furniture. Not like I'm not actually. Oh, you're not redoing anything. the floors. I'm not redoing the floors. <laughs> I rent this place. I'm not really allowed to do that. But actually, they should definitely fix my floors. But 
that's beside mm. the fact. So yeah, it's really fun to just kind of kind of spruce up the spruce up the space and make yes. it fun again. But how was your week? It's been good. Let's see. Um, I started assisting on a mural yesterday, which is oh, fun. Oh, cool! At Faraday, yeah, <gasps> yay! Uh, they're a brand that somebody who's been on the pod be yellow tail has collaborated with them. Ray mm. has collaborated with them yeah. numerous times. Um, we're I doing love, like a we little ad Faraday. for them right now, but they're so, yeah. um, super great. And, um, Lehigh who I work with is, um, doing a mural. And so I'm just kind of assisting on the, the process as a painter as well. When are you going to be um, painting there? So we were there all yesterday and then mm-hmm. we'll be and what, I don't know what day it is when people are listening, but we'll be there all weekend, uh, the weekend before this comes out. So hopefully by the time that you're hearing this, it's done and you can probably see it on Instagram and things like that. Yay. So, okay. Um, so I'm going to come hang and just bother you. Yes. Guys. Yeah. Yes. We're going to so be exciting. The, there is going to be some rain, so we'll all have to oh. like coordinate and maybe have to adjust a little, but, um, That's we'll so be there exciting. this weekend. And then other than that, I finished a painting of you, which is exciting. <gasps> wait, 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 wait. I know. Oh I need gosh. like the final. I haven't gotten all the final images and everything. Um, and that's going to fly out probably Monday, which is exciting. Wow. wow. To Spain. Um, oh, my gosh. And and then in true nature of our theme this week, I yes. signed up for a well, okay, here's the truth. I signed up yeah. for a course on okay. portfolios and investing. Love it. On, let me look at what what is it called? It's called Coursera. Some people have probably okay. heard of them, done courses through them. It's super dope. You can take like Yale class, mm. you know, like all the fancy things. I love it. Learning. Um, but I signed up for this course and then like after I signed up, I was like, oh, this is a six month certificate program. Wow. <laughs> and it's like 90% of people who have taken this course change careers after they take this. Wow. <laughs> but I kind of love it. I'm super That's excited. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. I either can't wait to like do it with you or just pick your brain. Yes. Just yes. learn it all from you secondhand. But I'm going to try and get you to take it with me. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. I want to learn so much, so much, so much, so much. Um, Okay, so here we go. We have our money episode. Yes. We are going to jump in. We have split this episode up into four different parts that we will just tell you right now so you know what to be excited for as the episode continues. <laughs> I love it. We're going to talk about narratives when it comes to money, mm-hmm. organization, mm-hmm. diversifying your income and spending mm-hmm. and it's a it's gonna be a wild ride here we go it really is okay so when we talk about narratives erica what mm. to me what that means is i feel like we all have a narrative when it comes to mm. money and a lot of times a lot of times we have very toxic or tumultuous or difficult relationships with money because yep. we are brought up in this society where there is so much um you know, these really inequitable structures surrounding Right. Well, like money. we talked about yeah. last time, capitalism is inherently oppressive, right? Uh, yes, absolutely. So, so there's that. <laughs> so there's that. And um, a lot of times, you know, you know, especially like speaking as like a woman of color mm. who like, you know, people like me have like make less on the dollar to... Yes. You know, our Every, white yeah. male 
uh, coworkers, it can be very easy. Coworkers. <laughs> it can be very mm. easy to jump into these narratives of, um, you know, I, you know, I am like, there's no way that I could ever make enough or there's no, that will compare to others. And that in this lifetime, mm. no matter how hard I work, it'll never happen. And, um, I can get into these narratives of, um, of lack thinking and it's pretty easy. And so I think that it's really important to think about what your narratives are and to really think about your mindset surrounding money because mm. really money is energy. And, um, you know, we talked about in the first money episode, the more you bring in, the more you can bring out, you know, and the more you bring in, the more you can give back. And especially yep. if you're making money from a creative career um it's not like you're selling your soul to make money you're actually selling mm. i mean i guess you are kind of selling your soul but <laughs> <laughs> you're selling in a positive, in a positive way? <laughs> you're selling your soul in a good way <laughs> it's like Who you're new you're selling you're you're sharing your soul like that i like that instead mm. of selling your soul you're sharing mm-hmm. your soul and so you know and being compensated for what all that entails yeah ideally being compensated for the important and healing work that that is yeah and and sometimes Mm. the more like the bigger the money the 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 bigger the deal or the more people you know I get paid more for a show that I would play to a thousand people than I would for a show that I'd play for 10 people and so, yes, I want the show that makes me more money because I want to reach more people. And that's not always the case, but a lot of times yeah. the bigger energy, the bigger money. So it's not, I, I just really hope that like if anyone could take anything away from this episode and from my own kind of narrative about money is to not be afraid of it and to be okay with wanting it and to be okay with wanting to bring it into your life because it is something that serves all of us that we that we need for survival in this material world Mm -hmm. and there's nothing to be ashamed in that and that um you know there's a lot of trauma surrounding finances and a lot of especially by poc folks um may have grown up in uh environments uh, like me, where money was an incredible source of stress and argument and um, and difficult times. So um, th- really journal, think about your relationship to money, and maybe you need to rewrite some of the narratives um, in your head. And rather than using words like, I hate money or money is the root of all evil or anything like that, let's think about how can we turn that around into a way that we can create well within mm. that relationship. So. That's my narrative piece. What about you, Erica? No, and I think I just I love talking with you about finances because it feels like we can like come to sort of a holistic place Mm -hmm. of the the goal is not like we talked about in the previous episode. So if you haven't listened to Money 1.0 or whatever it is, um, listen to that first and then this one. I think we're talking about everything through the lens of what does it look like to pursue closing the gaps in generational wealth Mm -hmm. and pursue a community that's thriving together, which means for people like myself who hold a massive amount of privilege, particularly white privilege because it's so viscerally present in every part of the systems that we work in, Mm -hmm. especially money, um, to acknowledge it and interrogate it and, and fight against the oppression that it inherently holds Mm -hmm. 
while knowing your worth too. Mm-hmm. And and those things can happen at the exact same time. There's nothing wrong with both of those. Yeah. Both of those narratives those can pursuits. go together. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And the more that we um, reallocate and reinvest in communities that are disproportionately affected and for generations and generations have had walls up around mm-hmm. their ability to thrive as human beings, which in our world today includes money. Yeah. The more that we can um, level that playing field, I don't like that term, but but mm-hmm. pull people up and reallocate the things that are not necessarily ours. They're just given because of privilege. Mm-hmm. We're going to have this more equitable community. Yeah. And it really, it does come back like the last episode talked about. It comes back to thriving with our community. Yeah. Um, and that's where that. the healing is. That's where the beauty is. So everything we talk mm-hmm. about today is first in acknowledgement that capitalism inherently harms. Mm-hmm. And um, we don't have all the answers for that. We are um, not money professionals. No, we are not money professionals. <laughs> no, for sure. When we get into taxes and everything, please know we like really not money professionals. We're going to say things wrong. It's going to be really funny, actually. And then second is the the hope that there is um, we can still pursue healing together yeah. and we're we have to do this together. Um, Absolutely. And I also want to acknowledge that no matter who you are um, or what your situation is with money, I know that most of this country and, and beyond is in a very tough spot. We are living in a pandemic yeah. still. And um, if this conversation talking about money is at all triggering to you, there's no reason Oof. to have to feel like you have to listen no. to anything about money right now. That's okay too. There's a time and a place. And if it's not your time, that's fine. And um, also, you know, sometimes it's like, how can we talk about budgeting or how can we talk about organization or narratives yeah. when I can't even like figure out, like the next couple dollars. So I understand. So we acknowledge that as well. Um, and so we're just here to kind of talk about way ways that, um, you know, whether it's a a time now or time in the future, things that me and Erica have learned along our journeys. And, um, Mm -hmm. I also feel this duty, um, coming from definitely a lot of privilege growing, having, having grown up with two parents working in finance, um, I feel this absolute pr- uh, privilege and duty to talk about money, especially on this podcast, because I feel like I have a little bit of knowledge that I can uh, I can share with my fellow um, by POC females and and males and, and all of people of all, you know, backgrounds. Yeah. And I just feel yeah. that. So I'm excited. And so let's go. Let's jump to organization. Yes. <laughs> the the like uh, very maybe sounds boring part of things, yeah. but it's kind of interesting. The hardest thing about this, so we're going to talk some about taxes and mm-hmm. budgeting yeah. is oftentimes it can feel like another language. I yeah. think it um, is an absolute language to learn. It's like learning how to like read music. Yeah, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, I think both of us have are trying to actively pursue learning some more of that mm-hmm. language so we can understand it yeah. as we're operating within it. So, Ray, how do you handle taxes as a self-employed artist? Well, first, I think it's really important um, to find some kind of organizational um, software to keep all Mm -hmm. of your um, spending and income in one place because that'll help you when it does come around to tax time. And there's a lot of different places you can do this. I know there's free ones. I think Mint is free. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple other free apps um, that you can check out, even if you just did a quick Google search. Um, you know, free bookkeeping yeah. platforms. Yeah, I think it's really important that everyone has a bookkeeping platform as a creative. Um, mm-hmm. I personally used uh, GoDaddy Bookkeeping, which I think is really mm-hmm. easy to use. And they have an app and they have a website and you can itemize all of your spending. And so you can also do a quick Google, Google search of like what is right offable as a yep. independent contractor, as a creative. And Which hint, there's a lot. <laughs> there is a lot. And it's, a, it's very interesting. And there are things like... Um, and it's changed a lot because like for someone like me, I can't tour. So I can't like write off yeah. like <laughs> a lot of stuff this year because I'm not touring. But, you right. know, there's different things like, you know, this microphone that we're speaking out of. That's something that's mm-hmm. a, a business expense. Um, your groceries are not a business expense. You cannot write that off. Um, and there's just a whole list. And I'm not going to go through them right now because it's something that you could find online. Um, maybe we'll post on Instagram a resource. Um but to get organized with that is really important because if yep. you don't do that, um, you're, you're, it will cost you money. Um, organization yep. saves you money. And um, even if you're spending $15 a month like me on a bookkeeping um, platform, mm-hmm. you, it will still end up saving you money to get organized and yeah. to really, really hone in on what you can write off um, as a business expense. And mm-hmm. even if you're not an established LLC or like an established business, which I'm not, I'm still a sole proprietor, you can right. still write off things. And so yep. that's really important. Get really, 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 really organized, I think is like my number, number one thing. Um, and um, yeah, what about, what's your number one thing with organization Ooh, and with taxes and I think, prep? And one thing I will say, especially in the pandemic, if you're an artist and you're working at home and you have even a corner of your living space that you use to work at home you can write off off some of your rent yes I think it's up to 300 square feet of your living space which if you're like me that's half your space I (laughs) I need to like look into that because Mm -hmm. I was talking to my dad about this is this is going into the segment of we don't really know I don't know and I don't know if what I'm (laughs) about to say is correct (laughs) no but it's important to talk about because there's like these things change every day like they really do every year especially like things change of like what you can write off and what you can't and my dad was saying it's like there might be like a cap like yes it's like 300 square feet possibly but there's a cap on like how much of your rent or like how much money a year there is yeah yeah. they calculate it if if you use so I use QuickBooks that would Mm -hmm. be my only really tax real advice um and then I use H&R block for taxes mm-hmm. actually like doing my taxes and it's great and I pay for the self-employed tax bracket because again like Ray said it's kind of expensive I think it's like $70 but they walk you through step-by-step things like how much can you write mm-hmm. off of your space and that's amazing um, oh it's like it and I kind of think it's fun because it's like filming out filling out a really nice form mm-hmm. and it's like there's always an answer for something so I say like invest with you know, if you don't have somebody doing your taxes for you, H&R Block is great. And they mm-hmm. walk you through every step of the way. And they're like, oh, you're self-employed. That's fine. Let yeah. me ask you all these like 40 questions mm-hmm. and you'll have answers for them because you can go through your documents. Everything's digital now. I love that. Um, so that would be the taxes. Yeah. And, and get a get ahead. Try to not wait the last minute with taxes if you can. Yeah. Um, there is actually a instagram that i love um that i keep dming her like can we get you on the pod um and but just really great content um it's taxes for artists 
and really amazing um, Instagram content about taxes for artists. And, you know, with the pandemic, there's lots of things that you can access. Like there's PPP loans. I think they're doing the second round of PPP loans coming up. And so um, I would definitely follow this account. <laughs> Shout out. Um, oh, my gosh. I yeah. like just pulled it up and I'm like, oh, I needed this yes. particular post. Her yes. last post. I needed that one. <laughs> I, I'm serious. I think like, you know, talking about money and taxes and organization is like the least sexy thing when it can come to mm. art. But you can actually like like this account is making taxes sexy. Like very cool, <laughs> very like That's easy to really read wonderful. and very <laughs> awesome content. So, um, also when it comes to organization, I think that something that's important is budgeting. Um, and I mm -hmm. think that a lot of creatives will shy away from budgets because they're like, how can you budget if you don't have a set income, you know? Yeah. And like your budget, um, what I've read, like <laughs> when I was living in New York, when I was bored, I would just read budgeting blogs. Like that's how much of a nerd I was oh my in, the, in the subway. I would just like literally like read budgeting blogs. It was like my favorite thing to do. But I read this article about with budgeting and being a creative, you have to budget backwards. So like if you're on salary, you will budget based on how much you're making. But actually mm. as a creative, you need to budget based on how much you're spending. So like what mm. do you like, you know, like what are your utilities? Like what are your set? Yeah. Like basically how not basically like with budgeting, if you were on salary, it'd be like, what can I spend? But actually yeah. with creatives, it's like, what do I need to make? So, mm. so a slightly more stressful take on budgeting. It, it, it is. But necessary. It, it is. It is. But ne it is necessary. And so yeah. it write down like all of your basic um, needs, you know, your rent, yeah. your utilities, la, 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 la. And then you can um, budget out, you know, what is a good amount for groceries per month? What is a good amount for um, you know, take out and all these things. And then once you reach that limit that you've set aside for yourself, maybe you've reached the end of your budget maybe you shouldn't spend or, or yeah. maybe you have extra at the end of the month and you can do that. I think it's important. Um, not even because of, you know, sometimes you're not going to hit your marks, but I think just being conscious of what you're spending can be really important. Um, when it comes to budgeting and, um, and you know, then you can see if you make over, the amount that you budgeted, you can put that into savings or you yes. can put that into a Roth IRA. A or Roth a Roth IRA which brings us to the Roth IRA. Hey, yeah. okay, you tell <laughs> us about Roth IRAs. Okay. So we wanted to talk about Roth IRAs because they're a way to save for your future. And if you're an artist, you don't have a company that's like putting, putting money, money away matching your, your savings. <laughs> so you have to be the responsible adult. We all know you are. Oh my gosh. And put your own money away. For the record, which, like, I haven't even started that. So, like, I'm not. <laughs> which really is shocking right to me. But. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think the thing about, like, with, like, creatives and artists, like, sometimes, like, we forget. Like, this is going to sound like I'm not yeah. speaking for everyone. But sometimes, like, we forget about the future. And we're just so focused Oof. on, like, the here and now and, like, living in the moment. And, like. <laughs> yeah. And, like, who, there's many months that it feels like there's nothing to put in, in a Absolutely. And no shame. The there's no shame in that. Yeah. And that's okay. But. Once you feel like you're at the point where you can, yeah, you should. <laughs> so the Roth IRA, you can put up to $6,000 a year on mm -hmm. it. And here's the hard lesson that I learned as somebody who doesn't have somebody managing my finances is I put a little bit of money in a Roth IRA. And I when I worked for a big company right out of college, I just worked in a warehouse, but they put money in a savings for me. So I had a little bit then. 
And I went back into it this week thinking like, wow, it's going to be cool to see how it's grown. (laughs) And I was like, oh, it's literally the exact same. Oh, so when you put your money in a Roth IRA, you still have to invest it mm. in something like a mutual fund or it an doesn't index just grow fund. on its own. It doesn't just <laughs> naturally magically grow. Oh my gosh, these are such like newbie fails. But this is great. This is great. Everyone needs to yeah. know. Yeah. Two days ago, I reinvested that money. So I'll keep you all updated okay, if anything Let us know happens. How it grows. Now. Um, I don't have any kind of like retirement thing but one time I, I worked for UCLA like I, I worked for UCLA like in the kids summer camp like singing songs to like little kids for like one summer and they sent me up a 401k and so I still have that and it's like $58 yes yes and so like I'm like set I'm like so set you guys I feel like most artists that's what our 401k looks like it's like that no one job shade. I worked in no a warehouse shade. you sang song to children yeah. and that's your whole retirement savings plan I literally know the exact amount it's like $58 and like five Incredible. cents I'm very proud of that and it's a good start you know you gotta as start you somewhere should be as you should be I so yeah make sure it's make sure when you are putting money away for quote unquote the future yeah um that it's actually invested ideally and somewhat safely in like an index or a mutual fund there's also way more info about that we'll get to that when we learn it someday yeah we're just really (laughs) we're just kind of like throwing all of this at all of you so that you can all look it up yourself (laughs) google things yeah and i I think it's important to talk about because not none of us really know if this is so why do they not have like a budgeting Uh, retirement organization for creatives class in high school like i don't know oh my gosh i don't know you know what everyone should take this course with us yeah let's just post it in a story and show you what (laughs) course i'm taking and if you sign up i'll send you some prints because i think it's great oh my gosh i love it i'll take the prints (laughs) um (laughs) So next and we have diversification of streams of money. Woo woo. Yes. I think um, it's interesting. I think there's like this new like renaissance of the interdisciplinary artist, you know, mm. and how I feel like before we felt like we had to choose one thing and we had to like, you know, I'm a touring artist. I make all of my money only from like touring and touring and touring. Mm-hmm. But no, like you actually diversifying is something that can really protect you in the future. Like, you know, we're living in a pandemic. I couldn't tour anymore. Touring was like between 80 to like 95% of like my income and also the income of other artists, musicians. And so I'm really, really glad that I diversified in a small way with like Patreon and with different things because that saved me um, during this time. And so I think that it's really important for all creatives, um, you know, even if it takes a while to build that up, to think about how you can diversify the income streams you have coming in, um, whether that's with selling prints and also doing mm-hmm. tutorials and like this is yep. this. And, um, you know, I think it's important to think about multiple different kinds of ways you can make some money. Yes. And I, I think, um, there's a lot of options here. And one thing that you talk about wonderfully is like planting seeds now. Not yeah. everything is going to be like money immediately. No. Um, Most things will take a very long time with creativity. Right. Yeah, right. But allowing yourself to um, kind of branch out and trust that 
over time, things are going to come back to you. Mm-hmm. I also, I don't know where this comes from, but it's always stuck in my head. And when I Googled it, it like came up everywhere is the seven streams of income. Mm. Your goal is supposed to be to have like seven different routes wow. of money that's going to be coming into you. And some of them I think are like, again, the future investments, which for me, I really, one thing that's been really fun lately is if you have even like I think some places um, will let you invest with $10 or $50. There's a new website called Republic, and it's a crowdsource funding for startups, um, investing in startups. And it's brilliant because they also tell you, like, if a startup is owned by black women Mm. or if, you know, whatever it is, they'll, they'll be really clear about who is running this. They show you the whole pitch. You can invest. So that's one way is to be investing Mm -hmm. in um, businesses. You can be doing some within the stock market. I use Robinhood, which is like the very like baby version of investing. Love it. Um, And then like Ray said, like think about the different ways that you can um, monetize small things, especially for passive income. Um, Can we let maybe it would be helpful if we shared our different streams of income. Um, okay. So for me, um, and I've always had like a pie chart, um, but I don't, I don't have it in front of me, but about the different streams of income, but let's say like, um, I have Patreon, which was a stream Mm -hmm. of income, which is something that is, I can do from anywhere. You know, I had touring, (laughs) which is like live show fees. Um, I get paid per show. Um, and I also, um, sell merchandise, Mm-hmm. through touring um i sell merchandise online um i now uh compose and um i which is like separate from my art my own like art 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 career like yeah. my own like ray zaragoza persona or, like musician so that's cool it's like a diverse thing um yeah i do songwriting lessons mm. on zoom I do consulting for uh, yes. DIY musicians. <laughs> Shout out to all my clients listening. Um, what else? I um, uh, I I sell stuff on eBay sometimes when I don't I want it that. anymore. <laughs> or on OfferUp. I sell stuff on OfferUp. Yeah. Um, I um, let's see. Let's see if I can list another. Um, 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 I guess that would be the most of them. Um, oh, well, I do online shows, stage mm-hmm. it, different things like that. Um, and so I try to you keep... You definitely hit seven. I didn't count, okay. but I'm pretty sure that was like yeah. past seven. But I think that um, it's important that not everything is... It's like there are things you can do from home. Yep. There are things that you can do um, in person when it's the time yeah. is. So those that's like diversifying. And also um, I've planted a couple of seeds. You know, I do have a, um, a sync licensing agent who is always pitching my music for sync. So I don't um, think about that. And he, he uh, is pitching my music. And then, you know, we, I got a pretty great sync on a travel show recently and that was cool, what? but that seed was planted like over a year right. ago and that's okay. Amazing. Um, and then also like, you know, radio royalties, mm. a lot of those things, are, those, those seeds are planted yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, you've got good passive options that you invested in long ago. Yeah, and I think for musicians, like creative, everyone's like, I want passive income, I want passive income. Um, but I think for me, the small bits of passive income I do have are the ones that have taken the longest 
to mm. to plant and to grow. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. don't be, you know, I think my radio royalties when I first started were like a couple bucks a month and now it's yeah. grown significantly. So it's just really, really, really acknowledging that the creative career is a slow burn. And sometimes yeah. the seeds that you plant um, that are going to grow into the biggest trees are the ones that like take, you know, they'll take time, a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Your turn. Ooh. Um, so I, I work full time for Thunder Voice Hat Co. Mm-hmm. So that would be one. Um, I sell paintings. Mm-hmm. I sell prints, which those would maybe the same category. Um, I do some very baby stock trading Love with it. Robin Hood or now suddenly my Roth IRA is invested. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I have invested in some startups um, all through Republic. Amazing. The website. Um, I do photography gigs yes. and work with other companies creatively. And then I also do consulting. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be seven. That's I great. Like that encompasses it. Woo, we did Woo, it. We did it. Uh, so um we are listing these things to just open up everyone's minds like what are your seven and mm. if you only have one or zero right now as your creative yeah why don't maybe like take out a notebook and write down what you want your seven to be mm-hmm. um you know there are definitely ones that were not on my list a year ago that I got on the list in the past year or they weren't on it five yeah. years ago now they're on the list and so I think it's really um it's a great way to like get excited and manifest of things that you want to bring in and that can also Absolutely. help change your narratives of instead of like, you know, things are rough right now, which they are. And I, these are the things I can't do. What are the things that you want to do in the future? Because things will open up again. And I think it's a great time to start planning for that time. Um, yes. you know. And so let's move on to our last, uh, our last thing, which is spending. Yep. And um, this is one that, you know, I never want to judge how like people spend their money. <laughs> But um, when it comes to like, I know Erica, you talk about being a minimalist, which I am very inspired by because I can definitely be someone who like loves like buying random little things, even if it's like a dollar, <laughs> just like buying like oh seven like Bob's Burgers keychains because I really, yeah. really want them, you know. And I think that I was talking actually to um, Jen with Cheekbone about this on her IG live mm. um, about and shout out to Cheekbone. Um check out it's a cheekbone beauty on instagram i think yeah cheekbone, cheekbone beauty. beauty um amazing indigenous owned um makeup line mm-hmm. and um i was talking to her about how i feel like everything you purchase becomes your your energetic responsibility and also like your future trash so mm. when you take something in really think about it and this is a, going to contribute to like your like footprint on the earth so is it something that you're Dang. going to create like like nurture and use and utilize or something that you're going to think about for five minutes and then throw it away. Um, I think that also, Mm. you know, is about like, you know, when you buy things and thinking about maybe instead of, um, you know, plastic bottles, getting a reusable bottle, filling it up. Like that's some things that actually are good for the environment, but they're also good for your pocket. And they also will actually save you money (laughs) being, you know, eco-friendly and reusing is really important and <clears throat> I'm an environmentalist and that's a very something that's very important to me and I think minimalism and actually getting creative on ways to not spend money are actually yeah. really really good for the environment right yeah paring down to the kind of the bare necessities I think it's so funny because when we were thinking about this 
Ray's like, you know, the people that spend eight dollars on coffee, and I'm like, that's me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm very judgmental I, of people who spend eight dollars a day on coffee, <laughs> and it's totally me. And I think so. I'm like, oh, I'm a minimalist, but I still spend all this money on coffee. But they're identifying what really are your the things that a I think bring you joy in yeah. some way. Um, and our really, really necessities mm-hmm. are kind of the two categories to look at. Yeah. Um, if you get $8 of joy out of that coffee, like more power yeah, to you. Yeah. And maybe where those overlap yeah. too, like the necessity and the joy, um, it is going to help you. And I don't know, it creates space for new things. Yeah. Like the less that you're filling up your life with like things that are less necessary, things that are less joyful, um, the more space you're going to have for good things to, to, you know, have, have room in your life. Um, so it's kind of fun. I think it's fun to like pare down and, um, donate things or sell, you know, resell things like Mm -hmm. Ray Ray exemplifies on eBay. Um, and, uh, yeah, it allows for some clarity and for some space and it saves you money. Oh my gosh. And I think that a lot of times and I think this is something that the pandemic has taught many of us is that I know I've filled, um, you know, if I'm feeling sad or if I like wanted to fill my, fill my day with something, it's like, let's just go buy things. And that we are fed these like advertisements and billboards and this and this and that, like Mm -hmm. to sell us things at all time because they're like, they're like material items will make you happy. Material items will make you happy. And it's just not true. And now that all the stores are closed and we can't go to restaurants and everything, it's caused a lot of us to really think like what actually makes me happy. And we can bring it back to creativity and like, you know, um, if you read the artist's way, as I've brought up like literally every episode (laughs) for like five episodes, um, you know, sometimes it just, it could take like a paper and a pen or like a one dollar magazine and like some scissors and you could create like a four hour art project instead of like spending a bunch of money on something that's going to give you like three seconds of joy and so I think it's really important to like really think about spending and think about um whenever you buy something um you know whether you can afford it or not just like how much energetic joy it brings you because it is going to be Mm. your future trash and like create well Mm. for me like creating well is also about like creating mindfully and um Mm. and creating in a way that doesn't harm mother earth yeah and I think that um you know over accumulating like too many material items can be not great for mother earth it can be very harmful to mother earth Mm. so um I think that has to do with money as well. And so it's just a good thing to think about. And, um, yeah. <laughs> Yay. Well, yeah, we're just grateful. You're all in this process with us yeah. of, of what does this look like? How do we heal our communities financially? Yeah. Um, I think, and really yeah. money or not, how do our communities thrive? Yeah. Um, so I didn't, we didn't touch processing. on this. The last thing I wanted to say yeah. real quick is more about community. Yeah. And we were kind of talking mm. about like, how can I make my friends money? And, Ooh, you yes. know, and it, it's like, think about, you don't have to like, sometimes like I, I, I get this like crazy high when I realize, oh my gosh, like that collaboration was because of a connection yes. email that I made. Mm-hmm. And so if you know a photographer and a brand that you think would work really well together, like maybe do a connection email with them because maybe that email that spent you like three seconds 
will make someone mm-hmm. like three thousand dollars and can really yep. put a bunch of food on the table for their family like you know really think about how you know money is not just about our own personal finance it's also about the finances of our community and the things that we can multiply yeah. and that we can grow and that we can connect people and we can c- make this energy multiply because if our you know especially like within like marginalized communities um if you know like a BIPOC uh, photographer, creator, or anything, and like you think of someone that you work with that like could definitely really benefit from the work of this other person, like bring them yeah. together. Like let's multiply this energy. Let's create. Mm-hmm. Like let's just create together. And I just I'm so passionate about that because I think that like it's not only about how do I make myself more money. It's like, how do I make my community more money? How do I make my friends more money? How do I make people more money that I think will do really freaking cool things with it? You know? Yes. And, um, I just love connecting people. So think about connections you can make of others. And, um, you know, if if you share, someone has a new album come out and you share it on your story and then someone watches that and then buys one of those, that was a way that you made your friend money, you know? And I know it's like kind of funny to say it that way, but it is really actually like it can be really beneficial to that person. So, yes. Yeah. And in quick light and plug of that, if you can share this podcast or like it on um, Apple Podcasts and all that, what we're doing right now is we're really working to get a couple of brand sponsors Mm -hmm. because we pay everyone who we interview. Yeah. Um, and that's been a core value for us since the beginning. And we want to be able to keep doing that. So we're trying to get some brands to see us and want to give some money yes. so that we can keep paying people. Um, mm-hmm. So if you can rate us on Apple Pod and all that stuff, it really helps us out as we're pitching. We're doing our own, you know, due diligence yes. of the, the cold emails and reaching out. And um, so thank you, too. That's our, yeah, that's our plug. We would <laughs> love that. Definitely. The, the Create Well podcast is definitely a like seed for us. And it's like yes. a labor of love. <laughs> And it's something that we spend money on rather than make money from Mm -hmm. as many podcasts are. And so we would just, it would mean so much to us and just continue to share our rate review. It just, it means the world to us. And we're really excited that we got to open up this conversation about money today, because I think that it's very rare that we have two women um, talk about Mm -hmm. money so openly. And I think a lot of times money uh, chat is extremely stigmatized and it's something that is generally not, um, talked about publicly with um people of color with women and Mm -hmm. so I'm just really really grateful that everyone was open to hearing from us even though we're not professionals and I just think this conversation (laughs) is something I want to continue to have because we need to stop stigmatizing um talking about women thriving financially and Mm. people of color thriving financially and Mm. um building generational wealth and taking care of those to come creating more um equity in our communities and our creative communities and i'm just like so jazzed and so grateful i love you erica love you (laughs) (laughs) bye everyone we did it bye and now for the create well challenge of the week this week's Create Well challenge is to do exactly what Ray said. Write down and imagine what your seven streams of income are or could be. Um, make some goals with that. Get really creative. Maybe even do some research about different streams of income and see what you come up with. 
Thank you for journeying with us in creating well. If you're interested in supporting us, join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash create well. Our Patreon followers will have exclusive access to monthly live Q&As, extra photo content, and giveaways. Thank you to our first patron executive producer, Susan Anderson Nelson. And this week's featured song is The Woods by Girl Blue. Sweet.